welcome, 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 welcome. You are most welcome to the Dreamer Girl Podcast. My name is Bemisola. I am your host and I am so grateful that you tuned in. This is going to be lit. Episode 11, Appetite. Last week we talked about habits. Or I talked about habits. I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope you've been putting it into practice. So I remembered a couple of things after recording the episode. And I just wanted to add, add that on now. Um, so I, I remember talking about being in grade 7 in Jess 1 in boarding school and losing the desire to watch TV. And I said it was because the queue, I had the same queue, but then the routine was changed, right? It became preparing for dinner. I remember later that it wasn't just preparing for dinner. There were days, well, ma- ma- many times when I had a novel to read. So it was still a story. I still got the same reward in a sense. Like it was a story. I was outside my own experience. I was in a story. I was in a novel. But it wasn't TV. It was developing a skill. Now I'm a very fast reader. And I think it's just the accumulation of all those years of reading and reading and reading. And so, yes, I was developing a skill. So it was better than just like watching television, right? But it was the same cue and pretty much the same reward. I just changed the routine. And then I also remembered that for the movies, another thing that why it was such a big deal for me beyond the entertainment was that I write stories, okay? I like stories. I enjoy stories. And at the point, watching movies was like, oh, that's my craft. You know, it was getting attuned to this dream I had, like to see my my stories come alive. It was getting... I'm aware of, okay, so how did they write this story? What's unique about this story? How was this story done? So it tied to more things than just entertainment. Like there was a subconscious reward there that just kept me locked in that cycle. What I'm saying is it still comes down to self-awareness. Like what is your cue? What is your reward? And how can you adjust that? Like how can you adjust the routine so that you maintain the cue, you maintain the reward? Because they've shown, or the book, as the book shows, and as I've as I found in my experience, Many times it's easier to replace a bad habit, like to switch a bad habit, than to try to just end the bad habit or create a new habit. Like to just start afresh on either end of the spectrum. Sometimes it's better to replace stuff. And you need to know your cue and you need to know your reward. And it goes back to self-awareness. It goes back to learning about yourself. It goes back to paying attention to the things that you're doing, to the decisions that you're making. But habits are so important. And I know I used... um, things like going on social media and stopping the binge watching of, of movies in my life and things like that, things that might seem not too detrimental, but we all have patterns, right? And patterns are just habits that have gone on for a very long time. So your relationships, like going to relationship stuff, you have patterns. This It's just their habits. So say every time you come up, we come up with like, you get in this good relationship that could be the one, you always mess it up. There's a habit there that you probably don't know. So maybe the cue is your partner decides that he or she wants you to step up to the plate, that you're not, you're not being present a lot in the relationship. The person is demanding more from you because the person is giving more. But that signals to you that, no, they want vulnerability. They want me to be serious. And your habit is to start finding things where there aren't things, to start finding mistakes and errors where there aren't errors. And then you run away, you end the relationship. And the reward is you get to go back to your shell. Like you never had to reach beyond yourself to be vulnerable. That is a pattern. That is a habit loop. That's just the habit loop. That's just cue, reward, no, cue, routine, reward. And that's it. Like there's so many big things in life that when you check it, they're just habits at the center. Another thing is I read somewhere that willpower is a habit. I think it's in the power of habits, the book. 
Willpower itself is a habit. Giving up is a habit. Like some of us give up too quickly because we've always given up too quickly. So it's like a cue is when things get very hard, your routine is to say, oh, that could never work. Or to find friends that will tell you that it can never work. And then you end it. And your reward is you get to roll back into your shell. You never have to grow beyond the way you are. Those are habits. And so the more self-aware we become, the more, the more we pay attention to habits, the more we can change things that are actually important in our lives and start living at higher levels in a sense. So yeah, those are the things I wanted to add to um, last week's episode on habits. Now this week's episode is on appetite. And I'm just going to pick something from last week's episode too. So I mentioned cravings. I mentioned that in the book, it talks about cravings being sort of the fall of the system. So it's the craving of the reward that gets you to re- keep repeating the pattern that tells your brain, oh, this is a good thing to keep doing. Like, let's keep doing it. It makes her happy. Let's keep doing it. It makes her happy. Let's keep doing it. It makes him happy. Let's keep doing it because of the craving. So you start craving these things. And I saw this quote. You, I don't know if it's a quote. I don't even know why I saw it. But I, I remember it very strongly. You crave what you eat. Now, we all have cravings. And then let's go by like normal food, food stuff, food talk. I never crave what I don't eat normally. Like I don't crave things I've never eaten before because I, I don't know, you know. You crave what you eat. And most times you crave what you like to eat. Of course, you know, you have pregnancies and hormones that can mess things up. Not mess things up, but like change things up beyond your control, yeah. But for the most part, you crave what you eat. You crave what you like to eat. And many of us, the things that we do the things that we enjoy doing are things that we've been trained to enjoy doing things that we've been conditioned to enjoy doing things that we've done so much that we enjoy doing i moved not too long ago and you know there was new food i was in a new environment i had different types of food around me and the thing was i hardly craved any of those things because i never used to eat any of those things and it was one of those strange times when you're just having random conversations with yourself and i you know i was just thinking that huh so baby, you like pepper. Like, is that like did you like pepper when you were born? Is that because you've eaten food with a lot of pepper like for the whole like for your whole life? You know, do you like jollof rice because there's something in you that likes jollof rice, or because you've just been eating jollof rice since you were a child? You know, things like that. And it's a very random thing, but it got me thinking about the things in our lives that we we enjoy doing just because we've always done them. And so going back to cravings. You can cultivate a craving and many times you need to cultivate a craving. So back to the example about me, movies, and then now deciding to watch more educational things. Movies used to give me a lot of excitement. And for that season in my life that I, I actually went on like a movie fast, like I wasn't watching any movies at all. I, wasn't, I didn't even care what movie was coming out. And for me, it was just to get myself in a place of self-control where I could now like really adjust and fine-tune and say okay i'll watch one movie and that's it because it was a problem like i i, I would just get stuck and i'll just be like a couch potato like nothing to do i'll just psh, just go and just focus and just give up all the powers of reasoning and just be watching nothing so for me i went on a whole fast because it was a whole thing for me and i was like okay let's just do this and fix it but i remember that after a while because i was eating with serious stuff right look reading things about finance listen to things about finances uh listen to things about money listen to things about relationships like serious conversations or even sermons like things about the bible things about your walk with god and things like that so it was serious stuff and but those are the kind of things that that had entertainment value like it wasn't things that would get you high immediately but the more i did it the more i got used to it and at the point i started to enjoy it 
because I had cultivated the craving. And so going back to habits and just in your life generally, there are times where you, you have tough decisions with yourself and you have tough conversations that we're not going to do what feels good. We're going to cultivate what needs to be cultivated. It calls for self-discipline. It calls for commitment. It calls for consistency. But just calls for like grown-up stuff. Yes, this is important. Let's cultivate it. Sometimes you, you want to change things, right? You need to cultivate the desire to change those things. You need to cultivate the desire to follow through. You need to cultivate the appetite for serious conversations. You need to cultivate the appetites for honest conversations, not phony, fake and let's just say what everybody wants to hear conversations. You need to cultivate the appetite for things that can actually move yourself forward. And so for the first part of this episode, I'm just trying to get across to you that you can actually cultivate a craving. You can cultivate a craving. And if you want to crave more beneficial things, then cultivate it. Just start doing them. Start. And you might seem like I'm saying a new habit. In a sense, it is. But maybe not the cue, reward. Not Maybe not all of that. Just Making yourself enjoy something. Like starting to say, okay, I want to enjoy this thing. And so I'm going to put myself on a cycle. Like 21 days, 63 days. I don't know. You know? So there are habits. There are habits that you switch. There are old habits that you switch. And that's very easy. But sometimes you do the hard things. Right? You don't do the easiest thing to do. You do the hard things. And sometimes that's cultivating a habit. And cultivating a craving. Sorry. And sometimes even when you're... For example, for me, I didn't change... I didn't create a new habit. I just took... I replaced an old habit with a new habit. And in that process, I cultivated a craving for something better. So you can do that too. But know that you can cultivate a craving. And so that you can create the appetite for something else. You can create the appetite for honest relationships. You can create the appetite. And you might be getting impute, painting better pictures for yourself. And that and that leads me straight to the second arm of what I was to, wanted to talk about, about appetite. And I saw this proverb from the Bible. It's in Proverbs 16 verse 26. It says, appetite is an incentive to work. Hunger makes you work all the harder. Another translation, life motivation comes from the deep longings of the heart. And the passion to see things, to see them fulfilled, urges you onward. Now, KJV, King James Version. He that laboreth, laboreth for himself. For his mouth craveth it of him. So in the first half, I was talking about appetites that you can create a craving, you know, you can develop a craving. But now for real talk, like a real conversation, something I have to have with myself often is how bad do you want stuff? Like how bad do you want success? Whatever your definition of that is, how badly do you want a good relationship? Like how badly or how bad do you want a legacy? How bad do you want to achieve your dreams? You have to put your money where your mouth is. If you want it, then you have to work for it, right? And how much you would work for it depends on how much you want it or, or how badly you want it. And and so on this episode for that it's for this part is well, what's your appetite saying? Like how much do you want it? Because the will to keep going comes from how much you want something. And of course, I'm the one that would say, I'm definitely gonna say, don't let it consume your entire life, right? But the truth is you have to cross a certain amount. You have to cross a certain threshold for you to give all you can all you can give for something to be accomplished. Yes, don't sell out, don't lose your integrity, but you have to want something bad enough to be disciplined about it, to to work hard for it. Like, like the proverb says, appetite is an incentive to work. And so sometimes it, it might be you really need to get your pictures together. Like what exactly is it that I want? And and can I paint the picture so vividly? Can I make it so 
profound and so compelling that I'm willing to work for it. Like, how can I whet my own appetite that I would keep giving to this course, that I would keep giving to this project, that I would keep giving to this dream? Because the space, you know, we don't know how much that space, how long that space is going to be for you before you start seeing what you define as proofs of success. Before you start seeing what you de- define as parameters of success, as um, pointers, as features, characteristics of success. We don't know how long that space is. So what's going to keep you working day in, day out for a result? It's your appetite. It's how much you want it, how, how committed you are to it. And so you crave what you eat. That was the first half. It's, it's, Getting yourself interested in the things that can make you better. You know, things that can move you closer to to what you want. But in the same vein, because eventually they both tie into creating a compelling picture. In the same vein, you have to create the appetite. You have to strengthen the appetite for the future that you want. You have to strengthen the appetite for the kind of relationship you want. You have to strengthen the appetite for for the kind of life you want so that you don't settle. You don't just settle for what, what is convenient, what is com- comfortable, what is familiar to you, what is easy. You need to create that appetite. So find inspiration, find things that look like where you want to go and create the appetite, like create a longing for it. Again, I'll say there's more to life than accolades and awards and lists, you know, Forbes list this. Um, recognition and things like that. There's more to life than that. There's more to life than so many things that we get caught up in. But if you're going to go after something consistently, you need to really desire it. We're in such a, a world full of distractions. Like it's easy to get so distracted. It's hard to keep yourself focused and on a task. So that task has to be worth it. That task has to be compelling enough to drive the energies of your person. There's this quote by um, Anastasia Bolinda. It says, to dream is to have a chest filled with stars, a mind captivated by possibilities and a heart enveloped in imagination. Can you see that 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 quote is painting a picture? It's showing that something happens to you mentally that awakens you. Of course, you don't have to be 100. You won't be 100 every day like 100% on your 100% foil mark every day going forward. But it shows that if you're going to start pursuing a dream, you need that moment. You need those moments where you see it and it becomes compelling enough that your, your appetite is set up to desire it. There's this other quote by Brian Tracy, um, dream big dreams. Only big dreams have the power to move your mind and spirit. That's it. That's appetite. That's craving. Something has to move you. And it goes beyond just saying stuff. It's painting a picture. And so that's why I think of, you know, visualization, why you cut out pictures and you put them in a book and you look at that book over and over. It's why I hope you listen to my podcast sometimes, you know, it's why you watch interviews. It's why you, you fight against envy and take inspiration. That when you see people succeeding, you don't get envious, rather you get inspired because you're creating an appetite. You're saying, this is what I want from life. And appetite, craving, standards, right? You can put standards right in there. It's when you decide, you know what, this is the level of life I want to live and I'm not to leave and I'm not going to settle for anything below that. I'm, I'm training my appetite not to eat nonsense. It's like this quote I saw once. Why, do I, why am I remembering so many quotes? Um, the quote, um, no matter the economy of the jungle, of the jungle, the lion will never eat grass. I don't know much about animals. 
I don't know if that's completely like 100% true, but you get the idea, right? It's like the appetite. He wants it. Wait, he, lion, it, it won't settle for anything other than what it's used to eating. And so it's, it's you deciding that this, this is what I'm training my mouth for. This is what I'm training my heart for. This is the desire. This is the craving I'm creating for my life. No matter this, this, these are my standards. This is my appetite. This is what I want. This is what I'm going to eat. This is what I'm going to crave. And those are things that you set. Those are things that don't just fall on your lap. That's something you set. No matter the economy of the jungle, the lion will never eat grass because it has no appetite for grass. It doesn't crave grass. It doesn't eat grass. And so it's developing that appetite. It's creating that appetite and then doing the work so that you don't have to eat grass. <laughs> appetite is an incentive to work. Hunger makes you work all the harder. So if you're going to set your cravings that you only crave big things, you know, it's, it's like sometimes in Nigerian setting, when you're mocking somebody, oh, that girl, she only likes big things. She only craves like big things. It's because that's what they want. They don't want anything more than big, th- anything less than big things. And when you decide that's your craving, then be ready to do the work for the craving. So it's one, yes, creating a craving for better things in life and not just better in the sense of, oh, money and status, like better things. Like I want deeper relationships. I want, um, I want to be interested in important, in important things. Like I want to know what's happening in the stock market. Like I want to know what's happening with finance, finances all over the world. I want to know what's happening in politics all over the world. I want to be an educated person in the world. Like not just educated that I went to school, but knowledgeable. I want to have conversations that are intelligent. I want to develop a craving for things like that. Not just you know, junk and basic stuff. Now, nothing, of course, you need comedy in your life. You need fun in your life. You need joy in your life, definitely. But you want a balance, right? You don't want to just be fun, fun, fun. When people are having adult conversations, I'm drawing air quotes, whatever you call adult conversations, conversations about industries and systems. I want to be interested. I don't want to be bored. It's like, my um, young when I was much when I say much younger, me I know these phrases that sound like I think I'm grown. Just permit me, just let me, just let me. But I remember like years before, like newspapers, right? Newspapers, minus the entertainment page of the newspaper and the jokes page of the newspaper. Like when they start talking about the Nigerian government and a bill that was passed, it's easy to gloss over those things, right? And just move on to the interesting stuff but that stuff is interesting because that stuff is the stuff that's affecting the people that are in poverty in the nation that's the stuff that's affecting the reforms in the nation that's the stuff that people are reading and they're creating businesses to to catch in on what's happening in the world those are the things that people are reading to make decisions about the times and the seasons and to understand what's happening in the economy of the world and so it's creating an appetite one for things that are beneficial things that are grown like things that are important Creating an appetite for that. And then on the other arm, which is what I talked about for the second arm of this, um, the second portion of the episode, is creating an appetite for the kind of life you want. Creating an appetite that says, I will not settle for life on lower terms. I will not settle for life on lower standards or lower levels. So it's creating appetite in that sense. So on both sides, it's just creating a picture of the person you want to be and then getting ready to work for it. So, you know, what's your appetite? You know, what are you craving? What are you craving today? Thank you so much for listening. You know, I'm always grateful when I get feedback. So thank you for the feedback. I'm so grateful that I'm happy that this has been helpful and that people are actually making decisions based on this episode. You don't know how grateful and how 
blessed i feel so thank you so much for listening this has been bim solar on the dreamer girl podcast thank you for tuning in as always i'm grateful that you tuned in till next week please keep going after your dreams bye bye